Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, I'm not going to wow you with theological sermon or with new revelation. I'm just going to tell you the greatest story that ever came to earth. It's an age-old story, but it never gets old. And it's why all of us are here today. It's simple. I just want to say today in this first message in this series, Christmas is Jesus. Christmas is Jesus. And I just want to remind us today why Jesus came. In spite of all the Santa Clauses that you see, all of the ads that will be running, all the sales that are taking place, Christmas is still about Jesus Christ. From the top to the bottom, from the beginning to the end, it is all about him. Christmas is more than just his birth. It's his life. It's his birth. It's his death. It's his burial. It's his resurrection. And it's his promise of a soon return. That's Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. Father, we thank you today for Christmas. We thank you for what it represents and what it means. We pray today as we focus upon that meaning today that it will become somehow rich to us. Let it be as though the first time we ever heard it. God, let it be embedded, entrenched in our hearts and in our lives throughout this holiday season, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Christmas is about Jesus. It is about the Son of God becoming the Son of Man so that the Son of Men may become the sons of God. If it had not been for Jesus, we would never be able to know God as we know him today. We understand that the manger is a symbol of what happened when Jesus comes to reside within us because the ordinary becomes extraordinary. And the only reason that we are still talking today after some 2,000 years later, we are still talking today about the manger. Why after 2,000 years are we still talking about a manger? What would cause 
us to continue to go back to a place some 2,000 years ago now where that it is dirty, it stinks, it's a mess, right? Cattle and sheep and animals are running all around and and it is chaos inside of the cave why what makes us even think about or talk about a manger 2000 years removed i submit to you today it is because and only because that jesus was placed there Nobody would be talking about this manger today had Jesus not been placed in the manger. No one would be even going to Israel and going to this place that they suggest is the cave and there's a a place built there so that that we could uh, uh, recognize that Jesus was born there. Nobody would be doing that if if he had not been laid in that manger. What else could make us think about it? I tell you why is because that manger represents you and I. We are all shaped in sin and iniquity. We had, we were a mess. Our sins had overwhelmed us. We were stinking. We were dirty and we were a mess. Huh? But Jesus came to live on the inside of us. And because Jesus came to live on the inside of us, that he took that which was dull and made it dynamic. He took that which was mundane and caused it to become miraculous. And the whole world has been affected by this little baby being born in Bethlehem's manger. And it's the reason why that we still celebrate and recognize on December the 25th that Jesus was born. Now, theologians, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure out that probably that Jesus was not born in December. But it is the time that we recognize his birth. It is the time that we celebrate it, just like Jesus didn't resurrect on on Sunday. Amen? But we celebrate it on Sunday because it isn't about when he did it. It's about us remembering what he did for us. And Jesus came into the earth for us so that we could have life. We that was dirty, we that were a mess, we that had all the stink of life all around us. But Jesus, like they placed him in that manger, we have the ability to bring him into our life. And when he comes into our life he causes all things to become new old things pass away and behold all things become new because we are new creation in Christ Jesus the way in which we keep time has changed because of Jesus amen everything in history has been recorded as either BC or AD everything It's interesting to me that nothing is recorded that says this happened after Buddha died. This happened when Muhammad was born. Huh? 
but everything revolves around this little baby that was laid in a manger in swaddling clothes, came into a place of obscurity, came into a place of nothingness, came into a place of emptiness, and yet when he got there, he filled everything and lives were changed for eternity. We know everything today based upon a BC, which stands for before Christ. So it either happened before Christ got here or on the other side of the cross, it is uh, AD after death. And so even historically, people understand that everything shifted because Jesus came. Amen. Before Christ, it happened or after death. The AD uh, talks about after the year of our Lord. And so what we are living in here today is not merely 2014, but this is 2014 in the year of our Lord. He is the one that has enabled us to come these many years. He is the one who has given us life. He is one that has sustained us and even our very nation has been built upon the life of Jesus Christ. Our forefathers never gave their lives, never gave up themselves and went through the treachery of this, the beginning stages of our nation so that they could build a place for people to come and worship at the shrine of Islam or the shrine of Muhammad or Buddha. But they came across the waters even giving, putting their lives in jeopardy so that they could come to a place where they were free to lift up the name of Jesus Christ and to bless him and him alone. Our founding forefathers made it very clear when they made decisions that they made them through prayer and through the word of God. You don't have to take some preacher's word for it. You can go back and read history that how that our forefathers would pray and seek out the direction from the word of God to make godly decisions for our nation. And I say to you today, that's the reason why that we're still living in the greatest uh, uh, nation on the face of this earth. It is because we were built upon godly principles. We were built upon Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus was brought into this world with an angelic host over him. He was brought in with his father watching over him. And we see that the original GPS marked the spot where he was. <clears throat> the original GPS wasn't the Garmin. The original GPS was God's satellite system called the stars of the heavens. And he said, just follow the star. I've got him marked on God's system. And if you'll just follow the star under that star, you'll find the one that is worthy to be worshiped. You will find the one that is in a messy, sticky, stinky situation. But don't let the circumstance fool you because lying in that mess is the savior of the world. Lying in that stinky situation is the hope of glory. Lying in the right in the middle of all of the things 
things that are going on in this obscure place. There is the king of glory that has come into the earth. This little baby changed everything because he was born to die and he died and he rose again and now he's sitting at the right hand of the father making intercession for you and for I and whenever we accept him as our savior and our Lord our sins are gone. Amen. You see, Jesus came into this earth illegally so that he could be our redeemer. He came into this earth legally. He came through Mary and came out of the dressing room of her womb being called Emmanuel, God with us. Why did he come through man? Why did he come through the womb? Because he gave authority to man. And anyone that was not mankind did not have legal authority in the earth. And so he would come through the womb so that he could have legal authority in the earth and establish a thing. That's the reason why the devil doesn't have any authority in the earth. Because he has never came through the womb. He has never came through mankind and that's the reason he's always looking for somebody to work through he's looking for somebody to steal to kill and destroy but Jesus came here legally to pay the ransom price because father God had created us in his likeness and his image amen but sin man had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God gave up the authority but I want to tell you Jesus came And when he came, he was wrapped in those clothes, laid in that manger, came in the middle of the mess, but he turned the mess into a miracle that you and I can know and understand today because of him paying the ransom price, we can have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, somebody praise him today. He is come to be our savior and our Lord. And when he came, he saved us and removed our sins. He did not just cover our sins. They are gone. (laughs) He cleansed us from all sin and unrighteousness. The Bible said he cast our sins as far as the East is from the West never to be remembered against us any longer. Have you ever looked to see where the east meets the west? It does not. Amen, it does not. And he said, as far as the east is from the west, I have removed your sin. I have removed your transgression, never to be remembered against you any longer. He has cleansed us. He has washed us white. He has cast our sins away from us. And he has brought us to a place of freedom that we can live the life that God has created for us to live. Amen. He changed us forever. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm glad he changed you. And I'm glad he changed me. Amen. I'm thankful today that he came that I could have life. He changes us forever. 
Our sins are gone. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen. You don't have to worry in life about your soul any longer when you've been born again. There isn't nothing nobody can do. They can hate on me, but they can't stop me from going to heaven. They can disagree with me. They can lie on me. They can cheat. They can steal. They can do whatever they want to do, but they cannot do anything about my eternal soul. Amen. Amen. I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ been born again and because of that his blood has caused me to have a life that's worth living now he told Nicodemus he said you must be born again Nicodemus was trying to get in on his good works doing everything he knew to do but Jesus said you must be born again right And I want to submit to you today, I know that we're in modern days. I know that we're some 2,000 years now removed from that manger. But I want to tell you this age-old story never gets old. And there's still only one way that you can get to heaven. I know people have even given in to this modern day that says all roads lead to, to the barn. Well, I want to tell you I'm not headed to a barn. Amen. People say, just believe whatever you want to believe in. I even heard one preacher say and made this statement that 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 he was proud of his church. And if I called his name, you would know him. But it said he was proud of his church because in his church that it was the only place that he and he gave this story of how a family had in their family had a Christian, had a Muslim, and had a Catholic. And they said that that, that his church was the only place that they could all come and worship together. And I guess he wanted me to be some kind of happy about that. Make you feel good, huh? But I want to tell you today that there is still only one way to heaven. And that's through a little baby that was born in Bethlehem's manger that would grow up to be the son of God that would die upon a rugged cross that's the story of Christmas that he would be buried rise up again on the third morning and come up that we can have life and have it more abundantly amen and I want to tell you that's the only way the only way if you've not been born again then you'll never enjoy what life really is Because without being born again, you're merely existing. You are not living. Amen. But when he comes and lives in you, you begin to live. Jesus gives us life. Amen. He gives us life. He causes us to enjoy it. I don't have to uh, have it all together for Jesus to come and give me new life. Amen. I can be a mess like that manger was. My life can be in shambles. It can stink. Right? But somebody needs to know today that Jesus is not scared of your stink. 
He's not afraid of your dirty place. He just said, if you will call on me, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. Jesus is our savior. He is our hope and he is our future. God never holds against you what you've done. Never. God doesn't, isn't like, well, I would save you, but. He isn't like, if you'd have come to me before you did that. Huh? He isn't like, oh, you're too old now. You should have come before your birthday. I'd have got you in. Huh? No. He just says, come as you are. Where you are. In the mess you're in. And if you give me your life, I'll take care of it. I'll change it. I'll give you a new start. I'll give you a new beginning. And I want to say today that right here today, you can have a fresh start. Right here today, you can have a new beginning. Right here, right now, your life can be totally different than anything that you've ever imagined in your life. Not because of good singing, not because of preaching, but because Jesus was born in a manger and came and died so that you could have life and have it more abundantly. You see, today we have to understand that Jesus came and, and, and he, he died so we could have life. He died so that he could become our attorney. So he could judge for us. So he could give us counsel. Because this is what I've come to find out, my brothers and sisters. The devil believes more in us than sometimes we believe in ourselves. And so with that understanding, he comes to us at early ages and begins to work in our lives in such a way that we begin to do the things in the world that that we think is going to bring pleasure and bring joy and bring happiness only to find ourselves in a web, in a mess, in a place where that we find out it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And we've lived life this way long enough That whenever the enemy, whenever we say we're going to serve the Lord, that the devil comes and begins to be the accuser of the brethren. Huh? Has the devil ever brought up your past? As a, you know, he always, whenever you try to make a step for God, that's when he always brings up your past. That's when he always starts telling you, well, you think you're going to do that. And I remember when you was doing this. And remember when you had that in your heart. And remember when you was out doing this, that, and the other. Huh? But I'm thankful today that Jesus came to be my attorney. 
I don't have to stand at the judgment seat by myself. But I can see it today because of that little baby that was born in a manger to be my attorney. That when the devil steps up and says, sir, I bring to you this man, Brian Matthews. And he begins to bring up all of my past. Brings up every idle thought. Everything that I'd ever done wrong or transgressed against God. Amen. And what he was saying was true. What he was saying, guilty as charged. But then Jesus, my advocate, Jesus, my attorney, steps up and says, I want you to understand there is a mistaken identity here today. For what they, the, the, this uh, man has brought accusations against him, he, he was in Adam. But my client that stands before you today is in Christ Jesus. And because that he is in Christ Jesus, his sin is washed away. His past is washed away. His shame is washed away. And he stands before you, not as in Adam, the old man, but he stands before you today, the new man in Christ Jesus, that all things have passed away and all things have become new. If you are thankful for it, give him praise right here. (laughs) Because I promise you today... You never gave him the praise that you ought to have gave him because there's something in all of our past. I don't care if you've been raised up in the church all of your life. Huh? I don't care if you was born on a pew and lived in the church the rest of your life. Amen. You can be baptized so many times until the crawdads know your social security number. But it don't make you a Christian. Come on, somebody. Amen. I promise you there's something in all of our lives here today that if it was to flash up on this screen right here, it would make all of us tip out of here and never come back again too full of shame. Huh? Too, too shameful for anybody because we have those places in our life. But thank God for Jesus. Thank God that Jesus came, that we can have a brand new life in him, a brand new start. And he has changed our lives and he's given us a reason to live. <laughs> he has given us a hope that is beyond hope. From beginning to the end, Christmas is all about Jesus. He is everything, (laughs) everything you will ever need. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing in life, no matter what your circumstance looks like, all you need is Jesus. I know that sounds simple. He meant for it to be. I know it sounds way too easy. He wanted it to be. So that anyone could call on his name and their life be changed. Your life might be a wreck. Right here today, God can come into your mess. And just like he took them and went into the manger 
and turn that mess into a miracle. He can turn your mess into a miracle today. I want us to look here this morning as Jesus specializes in coming into messy situations and turning them into miracles. The disciples were in a mess as the storm arose, but Jesus came walking on the water and turned their life around. Peter was a hothead, huh? Always in trouble, sticking his foot in his mouth. But Jesus came and turned him into a rock. Paul was a murderer, heart filled with hate. But Jesus came into his life and he began to love the people he killed. And even writing two-thirds of the New Testament. I tell you today, it's more than just a story. He really is the king of glory. And if you allow him in your life today, he can change your life forever.